0: A lot of people. Who? About that. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome back to another episode of Weird Think About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, coolest, or funniest story on that subject. Players' stories will be scored by a head judge, and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris, and joining me today, smelling suspiciously like a vagina candle, Chucky. Yo. <laughs> and under the influence of a mind-control wasp, Joe And joining us again, our very special guest All the way from Hallmark of Greatness, it's Bernie
1: Hi there
0: Bernie, I think we've already given it away But can you please give us today's subject And how it will be scored, please
1: Today's subject is on the nautical scale And you will be awarded A whole Captain Lee He is the stud of the sea
0: Is from below deck Oh, Uh, okay And who's going first
1: Joe There are a few things
2: in life that scare me being buried alive, clowns, spiders, clown spiders are right up there, but for sheer absolute horror there is nothing worse than the ocean. I'm not talking sitting, eating an ice cream and riding a donkey about ocean, but middle of the Atlantic and the boat is sinking style ocean. I mean you have to hand it to the oldie worldie sailors for having the balls to just be like, "Yep." I'm going to get on this pile of sticks I've waterproofed and just set off and see what happens. The mad bastards. The ocean covers about 70% of the Earth's surface, which is mental. I mean, think of Russia. That's massive, and no one knows what's going on there. No. Extrapolate that out in terms of area, but also depth. Yeah, boy. The ocean is deep as well. And there are all kinds of absolute madness swimming about in it. Being all otherworldly and terrifying, from massive piss your pants scary squids to crappy keks hell sharks. What I'm saying is, don't go in the ocean ever. Even if your beach ball gets blown there on a windy day in Blackpool, it is not worth it. We know more about space than we do about what's in the oceans, I reckon. During the Cold War between America and the aforementioned massive Russia, the USA was using a system of powerful underwater microphones, or hydrophones if you want to be professional, called the Equatorial Pacific Ocean Autonomous Hydrophone Array, or (laughs) for short, to listen out for commie submarines. After hostilities cooled or heated, whichever is good in a Cold War, the array was turned into a system by the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, for monitoring wildlife and probably to keep a sly lookout for sneaky enemies gliding into American salty crevices undetected. Normal day-to-day operations were, as you can imagine, fairly boring, but all that came to an end in 1997 with the recording of what would become to be known as The Bloop by some, or Cthulhu's first yawn by me and <laughs> nobody else. At 50 degrees south and 100 degrees west in a remote part of the South Pacific Ocean, some way west of the southern tip of South America, a sound was picked up. Not that one. No big deal, you might think. Well, you'll be wrong, you idiot. The thing was loud. Very, very loud. Loud enough to be picked up by hydrophones some 5,000 kilometres apart. The sound was a low rumble that rose in pitch over the course of about a minute and then stopped. Absolute horror show stuff. Christopher Fox, a spokesman for the NOAH, was adamant that this noise was not man-made. Like a bomb or a fat bloke doing a cannonball. He was convinced it was a creature of some kind. And why the fuck not? Fantastic Chris Fox pointed out that the frequencies shared similarities with whale calls, but they were so much more louder. Is it even possible that some creature bigger than any whale is lurking in the ocean depths? Or perhaps more likely, something that is much more efficient at making sound, he was quoted as saying, before his eyes turned red and he levitated off the ground, speaking in the language of the dead gods. (laughs) No, I'll be joking, but it did lead to many theories of some kind of, kraken somehow unknown to science. In more boring recent times, science has turned away from this kind of insane but brilliant theory, and replaced it with a more accurate notion that it was merely a glacial movement known as ice carving, where giant sections of ice shear off from the main body, leading to a deafening but slow, crunchy crack. So you can choose what you want to believe. Boring, stupid, actual science with its logic and evidence, or Foxy Christopher, and his gigantic underwater leviathan, squirming about in the barren darkness, waiting, endlessly waiting, waiting to return and claim what is theirs. Soon. Um,
1: extension work. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm speechless. I don't know. Um. Uh, I personally
1: love the uh, spokesperson for Noah because Chris's son is called Noah. So I just thought Noah... What's
3: he <laughs> called? Foxy Chris? <laughs> Christopher
1: Fox. Yeah. Eight-year-old Noah's going, uh, my spokesperson will speak for me now. I need chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Take it down
2: Charles.
3: I, I read on the internet that NASA were investigating the ocean. They're
0: looking the wrong way. Their job uh, is up there. Not... Well, Wait, after they the investigated the this, the wrong way they around.
3: decided, you know what, let's get the fuck off the planet. And I reckon this might be... A small part. Of the no,
2: it's, it's 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 global warming. It's uh, it's massive, huge sheets of, 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 ice, of ice don't normally fall off and now fall off. hidden I, monsters and you should I was gonna um yeah, I was gonna play it for you, but it literally is just <laughs>
1: that that you did actually play but, that then. But it's also it's <laughs> also sped up
2: because the thing is like two minutes long. The yeah. actual noise like that.
1: But um. David Attenborough did that Blue Planet thing, and when I worked with the science teacher, she used to put that on as, like, chill-out time. And the one that got all the kids engrossed was the deep one. Yeah,
2: mm. like not... that's the one the everyone waits for. the fish are
1: it? mental. Yeah. There's, like, that one with the light bulb on its head and all kinds of hey, weird skeletal hey. fish down there. Hey, Christmas it's just tree. insane.
0: No, I well, Blue call... Planet was the first one that did it, though, wasn't it? Everyone's seen dolphins and sharks, and yeah, the other cool and stuff, but everyone was waiting for that episode where it's like, we're just going to show you like 20 animals that we've never even seen before. And that's the one that gets people gripped. I have to like, cut
2: a massive section of that out where I was just like, in the ocean, they found squids that are bigger than your nan's house. Like just just, <laughs> just fucking weird shit. Like mm. They have to found cut out time. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's that thing when they sent like a diving bell down, like two miles down, which takes about nine hours to get to that because mm. you've got to gradually decompress as you go down. And they looked out of the port side and there was just this 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 this, this curtain of flesh that wafted past oh, the window. Oh, oh. Yeah. And you I, I oh. would be like, Oh Christ, I'm in Hellraiser. <laughs> curtain yeah. of yeah. flesh yeah. That's
3: a band name, isn't it? <laughs> I think Gwyneth Paltrow has a <laughs> has a
2: candle called Curtain of Flesh. Um, we I genuinely think they know they have spun so much money into space and yet no one's gone. What is happening in the oceans? Because it's terrifying. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons um, for. I,
0: I I hate when people talk about dreams because it just be anything, it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. But I had a dream that you probably would have absolutely freaked out at once, and it was a few years ago. And I I lived in this world where there was like these sorcerer people who could like conjure bubbles like big enough that you could be inside of. <laughs> let's see, let's let's big see big where he's going. Conjuring. Let's see where he's going. And I was like a deep sea researcher, so I employed <laughs> one of these sorcerers. <laughs> To like, make how us a big glass convenient. bubble. And we went all the way to the very bottom, like pitch black this bottom of the ocean.
2: Is, this isn't the first time I've heard this story.
0: <laughs> I, well, i got to keep saying it now in case anyone <laughs> for some reason wants uh, to know what, what yeah, happened. I'm, I'm hooked. Go on. So finish. I'm down at the bottom of the oceans for like, Mariana Trench. And like,
2: there, under, in the bottom of the ocean was his mum.
0: And then my teeth fell out. Like, and yeah. no, like, so- <laughs> he had to just had to sit
2: test, <laughs> and his trousers fell
0: off. And but the, the guy conjuring the bubble for us under the ocean just like passed out and our blood started coming out of his nose and I like kicked him and he was dead and then oh, this bubble started oh. like cracking I was just on my own inside oh, this oh. bubble at the bottom of the Marianas oh, trench no, like
2: I oh, would nice. say have you got a prenup on your marriage?
1: <laughs> I think he was playing too much D&D <laughs>
2: yeah probably is there such a thing?
0: but I do like like we these creatures have never seen light before so it kind of makes me laugh that we the go down is- in a sub and just go with this massive floodlight and they're just like probably blinded probably
2: uh, blinded now. The great thing is well, you can't bring them to the surface.
0: No, just, <laughs> because, because they just... They, because they just explode, yeah. Look, we've also seen the picture of the blob fish, which is like, oh, look at this ugly oh. fish, and it's just like a like a blob. Like a yeah. I, I think
2: he looks pretty good. He looks like Gary Sinise. But
0: apparently they don't look like that when they're actually in their habitat. It's no, because we brought them up and yeah. they're just explosively Gravity decompressed. Gravity a bitch, and, mate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, they don't look like, they look like that. They're like pretty normal
3: fish, but they just live so <laughs> Are you wish
2: you lived in the ocean now, fish?
3: Yeah. I've got a a, a strange affinity to the blobfish just because the, the, the really like popular picture of it's just like there and it's got like a little bit of drool coming out of its right. mouth and like everybody can relate to that
2: huh. it's just you on a park bench on any <laughs> given Saturday yeah
1: uh, next we will have Chris okay.
0: in the 1980s a major diplomatic incident between two nuclear powers was almost triggered by a very unexpected and surprising issue when a Soviet submarine ran into severe distress and navigation issues in 1981 ended up running aground just 10km from a Swedish naval base. Whether the circumstances were innocent or not, Sweden saw this as proof that the Soviet Union were infiltrating Swedish waters. Their theory was further backed up when they scanned the submarine using gamma-ray spectroscopy and found that the sub probably contained Uranium-23, which is usually used as cladding for nuclear weapons. This was after the Cold War, so Sweden couldn't understand the motives behind this military behaviour. Even after the submarine was removed from Swedish territory, the Swedish government remained alert for more possible Soviet activity in their home waters. This is when they started to pick up strange underwater signals and sounds. In 1982, several Swedish subs, boats and helicopters pursued one of these unidentified sources for a whole month, only to come up empty-handed. This went on for 10 years. An acoustic sig- An acoustic signal would appear. A search operation was launched only to find nothing but leftover bubbles on the surface. Tensions mounted between the countries, with Sweden threatening action if Russia did not stop spying on them from their own waters, and Russia claiming complete ignorance to the matter. In 1996, Sweden enlisted the help of Danish professor Magnus Wahlberg, the first civilian to get to hear the sounds. In his TED talk, he spoke about the noises, describing them as like frying bacon, like millions of small air bubbles, released at once. He went away with a colleague and took on the task of finding the source of the strange noises, and they found it. Was it secret stealth technology Soviet subs? Remote underwater spy drones being controlled by satellite? Nope, it was fish farts. Herring to be more specific, as they are the only fish who have a swim bladder connected to an anal duct, so a herring can squeeze its bladder and expel a tiny naughty nautical from its barnacled bum. Now, herrings swim in gigantic schools, sometimes up to 2km square and 20m deep. If something were to startle a large group of this fish, let's say for instance a Swedish submarine looking for intruders, then thousands if not millions of the fish would let out a bubbly ring bark all at once, making a strange noise. To test his theory, Wahlberg bought a herring from a store and applied pressure, and sure enough, it made a sound. He took the footage to the navy personnel and played it back to them. (coughs) It was a perfect match for the noise that they had been hearing. Had the cause not been discovered, who knows what the escalating tensions may have led to between two naval powers. Fish farts. Not so silent,
3: but almost very deadly.
1: Extension work. Oh,
3: jeez. Um, <sighs> okay, guys. Get ready for this. I don't
2: like the fact that Chris is crimping in and you're using euphemisms as a way of padding out his word.
3: <laughs> I don't know what you mean, Joe. <laughs> it's like imagine coming in with a herring, popping underwater and going, <laughs> does oh it sound god. similar? <laughs> like, oh my god, that yeah. herring's working for the Soviets. <laughs>
2: oh, the god fish Christ. has got a little little rosie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this it, it, that, it's that, that height of Cold War paranoia. Yeah, everyone's
0: paranoid, you? and no one really has the technology to see properly what's going on like we do now.
2: But the fact that he went in and was like I bought a herring, I squeezed it, it did a trump. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not enough evidence?
0: I'd be like 10 years of naval budget watched on his how helicopters much, subs, How much boats, money had they spent? How many millions that? if not billions have been you and then this guy's just going no look. <laughs> Stop. If you squeeze
2: the fish uh, and make a trumping noise <laughs> and uh, <laughs> squeeze the fish yeah, uh, we all go listen to Abba and have a song yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't they eat pickled herrings though so the fish oh, is yeah, like I'll just to... trump so you don't <laughs> eat me <laughs> yeah,
0: please Swedish are they the ones who have like the world's smelliest fish
2: I thing? don't it's know them uh, whole Scandinavian oh, countries it I don't know why you're listening it was an online, online challenge
0: a while ago it was like they have this snack and it's fermented fish yeah it's one it of it the is, worst is, things is you can ever
3: do. it's either Sweden or
1: Finland I'm sure it is
2: Wow. But yes, yeah, we know. We all know. We all know. We know. If you, can't you don't open it
3: inside, yeah, not unless you don't mind never selling your house.
1: I'm sorry. What does it stick to your decor?
3: <laughs> to, <laughs> to my <you> what sticks <laughs> to my decor? <laughs> my Venus. <laughs> you smell a like, pickled oof. herring. <laughs> That's weird. I thought it was uh, bergamot,
2: <laughs> rotten tomatoes,
1: and chucky.
3: All right. The water that surrounds Mother Earth is vast and scary, housing such mysteries as the Bermuda Triangle and washed up whales that end up needing to be removed fire explosives. But there are other slightly less destructive tales involving the Seven Seas, though only slightly. I hope you're sitting in a non-uncomfortable fashion because I'm about to begin telling you a heartwarming tale of a walrus and his can't give up attitude. Yes. Wally, the uncreatively named walrus, was first spotted in march 2021 far away from what you'd consider walrus turf in county kerry ireland <laughs> he caused quite a stir there as walruses are typically hanging out in more northern parts of the world after being spotted in ireland days later he'd turn up in wales without any recollection of what happened in ireland typical sort of <laughs> behavior if you ask me <laughs> he'd end up staying in wales for a good couple of months getting himself involved in all manners of walrus hijinkery. You see, your boy Wally was a laid-back, vagabondish kind of walrus, enjoying the simpler things in life, whilst nomadding it up in places no other walrus had thought to go. During his time in Wales, he'd often find primo locations for sunbathing, including lifeboat subways. Of course, the local lifeboat crew weren't exactly as jazzed about it as Wally and attempted to stop him from perching on a super important access way to life-saving boats. But Wally, although initially deterred, would only seek better places to camp out, such as a dinghy, which in a bit of a Goldilocks situation would turn out to not be quite right, resulting in the dinghy being sank by Wally's colossal 126 stone weight. (sighs) Wally tried his luck getting onto a fishing boat at one point, but decided that after three months of being an absolute unit of a menace, he'd have to go (laughs) elsewhere to find himself some sweet digs. This is when Wally made a series of visits that defies all expectations on a walrus-like tour, hitting such spots as a western seaside town in France before being seen in Bilbao in Spain. Wally was a bit of a celebrity, I mean, not like Wellifant, but like on an international (laughs) stage. When there were sightings of him, local authorities would make him his own pontoon to hang out on, like some kind of whiskery influencer. He only ever paid in exposure after all. But, Wally would end up eventually travelling north, going back to Ireland for a little stop, to pick up some duty free no doubt. Before getting to Iceland, where the last documented sighting of Wally was made, as no doubt, he was going back to a typical walrus lands, where he could show off to all his mates about all the European wussy he slayed, like some kind of bozo American. I guess there isn't that much weird about a walrus, walrus never about like an absolute menace. But, it did tickle me thinking about this mammoth beast turning up to little harbours and ports, just causing all kinds of mayhem whilst he was just trying to get some rays and some z's. What a whiskery, walrusy legend.
1: Extension
0: work. No more words need to be spoken. No. <laughs> but didn't he sink quite a lot of boats? <laughs> well, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <He> <laughs> was it wasn't just one dinghy, wasn't it. I know life. this, I, I, I've heard of this one. It doesn't, I'm pretty sure he climbed quite on a board quite a few, like expensive boats and just sank, sank <laughs> He them.
3: was looking All for right, a place right, to relax. All
0: right, there, yeah.
1: <laughs> if, if you were on a boat and you saw Wally coming up to you, would be like, come on, mate, I'll help
2: you out." I would be on. like, sink the boat and take me
0: to safety.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> Ireland.
0: <laughs> <So> that's, <laughs> that's why they built him the pontoons, because if we don't build him somewhere to yeah, sit, I know, he yeah, will yeah. sit on something yeah. very sinkable I and know, expensive. It's...
1: Stop shattering the illusion of love for Wally. I no, no. Wally just the as much. The king of Wally. Wally.
3: Wally. <laughs> I like to think he was on a gap year and decided <laughs> to go <laughs> on a little tour. Literally, all
2: his mates were like, oh, I can't, mate. Oh, he comes I've back got, with a straw donkey, a big sombrero on. I've got I've to I've got a, <laughs> <on."> <laughs> I've got, go and work at like the walrus factory with my dad. You know, and, 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 and. And he's like, we planned this, lad. Like, we were going to do this. And he was I'm going to fucking do it anyway. And he's just been, out, yeah. he's just been having a raise of a time, hasn't he? Like, he's seen
1: Bilbo Baggins in Spain. He's been yeah. to France.
2: People know his name now. He's like, it. If you believe that animals can understand human, human technology, he's bobbing about somewhere in like a lock going, <laughs> that's me on the telly. <laughs> nah. He's
1: probably just going, I'm going to fuck about in Loch Ness now, see what happens. <laughs> just, just, what, what, <laughs> I,
2: I, I still haven't looked up whether there is a um, actual sea entrance into Loch Ness. We I mean, need I mean, to find that out. I mean, well, you,
3: whale you, penis you, confirmed. Whale penis thinking. confirmed. I've spent a lot of time looking at whale penises over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, I thought that was going to come up for, for some research, point in this episode, charge,
1: just for pleasure. Well, <laughs> business or pleasure,
3: sir. He puts googly <laughs>
2: eyes on them and sells them for eight pound down the
3: docks. <laughs> I just make it sappier tone, really drown out the, the shadows and go look. It's Loch Ness. And people are like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, it's not as a whale piece. And then you
1: put the Matrix overtone on it and go, it's Loch Ness in the Matrix! <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like, I love, I love <laughs> Wally. And I think like, it's weird that like he can be so famous by people, but he'll just go back to... None of the other walruses know he's famous.
2: I don't think that think walruses have, a, have a, a hierarchy of fame. I think they do. No, he's just going to okay. go back to his They're
0: workaday all there life. day are with
1: the TikToks. Knowing what's going on. I, don't
2: know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I'd like to believe that that was how the walrus world worked, but also <laughs> it, it just leads to a horrifying end game and I don't want to...
1: Well, the winner of our uh, nautical episode mm. will be Chucky for his love of... Well, we love just any animal, really. And we'll if go it's got a it. name, then we we love it. So I you think, win a whole Captain Lee.
0: I think Wally can go in the Hall of Fame. For
1: just his sheer mass. Hey, hey, my
0: Wall of heroes, isn't it? You can follow us on Twitter, at WeirdThingPod. Come and say hello. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode. Weird thing about that. But also, I'd be listening to someone, and i get a message from, like, Ellis saying, I can't hear anything.